Chapter 26 Caesar's Palace Within ten minutes, Luke, Eamon, and Quan were piled into Quan's white Range Rover, following Eamon's tracer signal for the bug they'd found in Jack's office. They ended up in front of Caesar's Palace a few blocks down. Shit, Luke mumbled. What? Quan and Eamon asked in unison. I can't go in there, Luke said. Why not? Eamon asked. Uh, let's just say I did really well in the casino a few months ago, and it was suggested that I never show up there again, Luke said. Seriously? You scammed Caesars? Quan asked. Luke shot them a guilty face. Man, what were you thinking? We've got clients that stay here, Eamon added. Counting cards is not scamming. It's a skill, Luke said indignantly. Eamon got a gleam in his eye. All right, how much do you get him for? Eamon suddenly overcoming his righteous indignation. Put it this way, I'm thinking about buying a new Bugatti with the winnings, Luke said. Quan broke up the revelry before it got started. Great, so you made some money and now we can't go in there, he said. Luke wadded up his face, annoyed with Quan. I can't, but you're not on their shit list. As a matter of fact, hurry up and go find out who broke in, Luke said. Quan's eyes widened at the thought. However, Eamon started the transformation into gangster badass and pulled Quan out of the car. Ten minutes later, they found the room and opened a side exit to bring Luke in. Luke put on a baseball hat and kept his head down while they fed him camera locations. They made it to the room in less than 90 seconds. It wasn't a suite. It was actually the smallest, cheapest room Caesars had. What was more interesting that it was empty except for a small overnight bag containing a thong, workout attire, and a black mesh leotard-like suit, and on the dresser the device with a small antenna. Looks like whoever was here was traveling pretty light, Eamon said. You mean the girl who was here, Luke replied, sniffing the thong like Bosco and putting it on his head. Look at that leotard, Luke said, picking it up. Have you seen anything like it before? Eamon and Quan examined the fibers from the suit. This looks like some sort of carbon fiber weave, Eamon said. Look, there's a hood you can put on entirely over your face. Luke stared at them with the thong still on his head. Eamon shook his head. I would not put that on your face, man. You never know where that's been. Luke walked back to the car and waited for them to finish scouring the room. Quan and Eamon showed up back in the car a few minutes later with what they assumed to be the electronic cloaking suit from the break-in and the receiver for the listening device, stuffed in a dry-cleaning bag taken from the room closet. We talked to the front desk manager, and she said that that room hasn't been booked in a while because of water damage, Quan said. Yeah, okay, well, I guess we're stumped. Well, let's all go home, Luke said sarcastically. Eamon picked up on the not-so-subtle hint. I'm sure Quan and I will be able to hack their video archive and see who was in that room. Good, Luke replied. He couldn't help but wonder why someone would go to that much effort to break into their offices, conceal their prints and any physical evidence, and yet leave a sophisticated and most likely expensive electronic cloaking suit wadded up behind a door and a receiver on the dresser. This was getting weirder than his dating life. Eamon tossed the suit and the receiver in the trunk. Ten minutes later, they were driving down the strip with three sacks of burgers and fries. 
mindlessly eating, each still working through their current predicament in their own unique way. Luke put fries on his burger, but then again, he was an artist. Quan tried to get them to roll the windows down so his car wouldn't smell like a deep fryer. Luke stuffed a few fries down the rear seat cushion and let some of the burger juice hit the carpet. Shit, Luke said. I'm supposed to meet Chastity for an early dinner in half an hour. Fries were spewing out of his mouth. You gotta take me over there now. He gave Quan the address and tried to call, but no answer. She was probably in the shower. Chastity? Who the hell is that? Eamon asked. That girl from last night, Luke replied. Shit, that ain't no chastity. She's a nastity, Eamon shot back. Luke smiled at the thought. Quan turned around the car abruptly, sending Luke flying to the other side of the back seat. What the hell are you doing? Luke shouted. I'm just getting you to your date, Quan spat. Luke could see Quan working his jaw. Spit it out, Luke said, knowing he was about to explode. Quan blurted out, We were broken into last night. Jack's missing, and you don't really seem to care much other than wanting to see that woman that you had last night. And by the way, I saw the video of you two, and that was disgusting, Quan said. Okay, disgusting is harsh. I was a walking drugstore, Luke said. He could tell that Quan was seriously pissed. Is he for real? Luke asked, looking at Eamon. Eamon just shrugged. Luke continued, So because I'm not shitting my pants and weeping like a five-year-old, you don't think I care? Luke said through a mouthful of fries. I'm processing all of this, you moron. I'm gonna meet this girl, not for the fucking food and not because she's my soulmate either, because she may have played a role in the break-in and may be able to give us a little insight into what the fuck is going on. I'm the one who can tell if the bitch is lying. Well, thanks to you and your stupid experiment. Is that too complex for you to understand? Luke shouted. No one knows if what I did to you gave you that gift. It could have been the lightning strike. Besides, you just want to get laid, Quan muttered, getting off topic and defending himself. Luke and Quan had had the same conversation hundreds of times, whether or not Jack and Luke's gifts were his fault. Luke took a deep breath and tried to take it down a notch. Yeah, so what? I always want to get laid. But this girl roofied Viagra and almost screwed me to death. And while those are things I'm looking for in a long-term relationship, I need a little bit more out of her than sex right now. So just shut up and get me there, Luke said. They rode in silence the rest of the way and pulled up into a fairly nice but slightly dated condo community in the suburbs. Luke left Quan simmering in the car with Eamon to look after him. He figured he'd have to do some serious tap dancing to get her into a car that smelled like deep-fried ass with two extra uninvited party guests, one that tried to talk like a thug and the other one who was a sputtering idiot. As it happened, he didn't need to worry about that. Luke walked back to Quan's rover, pale as a ghost. We've got to get the hell out of here, he said. For once, neither Quan nor Eamon said anything. The look on Luke's face scared the shit out of him. Quan didn't screech the tires, but he did haul ass. Luke grabbed his soda and took a big swig. What happened? What was wrong? Eamon asked seriously. I don't know, but it can't be good. The door was slightly opened and the place was beat to shit. Someone tossed it. There was blood on the floor, too. 
I have a feeling that chastity may not be among the living anymore, Luke said. 